0: This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. It's the Blood Red Podcast, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome, along with a special episode and a special guest here with us. Bantamweight World Title challenger, Paul Butler, and former world champion as well. Looking to go for a second time at winning uh, Bantamweight World Title Thanks a lot for, for coming in and joining us ahead of your fight with John Rio Casemiro on the 22nd of April at the MS Bank Arena. Great to to have you in here. And, uh, well, do you want to tell us more about your fight coming up?
1: Yeah, it's obviously a rescheduled um, bout. We were meant to box December last year in Dubai. Um, he failed to get on the scales. Said he was ill. Um, one thing led to another out in Dubai and and we're here now, 22nd. It's actually felt, felt nice for me. Home crowd, home advantage. Um, listen, I'd love to box in Dubai, but it's uh, like I say, it's felt nice for me. Home advantage and loads of tickets. To sell. I
0: was going to say, I think it's your 10th fight, is it, at the arena? Home crowd, as you I, say. I wouldn't know. It's it, probably it, does, all that, yeah. Yeah, it does feel as though, as yeah. you say, it does kind of play into your hands. Yeah, you it's,
1: it's, it's, it's like a second home for me. You just walk in the arena and know where you're going. Everything's normal to you. Um, I've boxed there many a time before. I made my debut there. Um, Funny enough, the day I was meant to box Casemiro would have been 11 years to the day since I boxed at the Echo making my debut. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but yeah, we've been a pro just over 11 years now.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. In, in, in terms of it, as I said before, you, you've you been Bantamweight world champion mm. before. I suppose for you, at a stage you're out of your career, well over 30 fights. And in your mid-30s now, it's kind of, I suppose for you, reaching that stage where you want to win another world title and yeah. put down kind of that legacy in these be your legacy years almost.
1: Most definitely. Um, obviously, when I won the world title, I got advised to go back down a weight, which was my natural weight at the time. Um, so I've never really gone into the ring Defending my title or being announced as the world champion, um. So that's something I want to do, uh, and this is my chance to to go out there, beat Casemiro in my natural weight. Last time it wasn't, um, and this and this time, then go on and defend it and be announced to the ring as, as a world champion.
0: How much hunger does it give you to, kind of, really, get in there with with and, and get that title? Given what happened out in Dubai, as you say, because I mean to, to a lot of people who might be listening who aren't huge boxing fans, you've got weight to make. Yeah. And as you explained to me before, ahead of the last fight, he just refused to get on to the scales. And that therefore kind of means that he doesn't get stripped of the title and it handed to you. You do have to still go and, and win it. Yeah,
1: to be fair, I I didn't we didn't know that he didn't have to get on the scales. And obviously reading over the WBO rules out in Dubai Um, A few hours after, he'd he'd failed to step on the scales. There there was nothing in the WBO rules to state that if he doesn't attend the scales, um, if he'd have got on the scales and failed weight and then had two hours to make weight and still failed, he'd have been stripped of his title. But that wasn't the case. He'd he'd obviously done his own work, checked the rules, um, failed to get on the scales and kept his title. Clever move by him. Uh, just got it got it I didn't really get me a chance out there
0: yeah as you say yeah, I suppose suppose smart from him but mm-hmm. for yourself home crowd headlining the bill as well I mean yeah it, it kind of feels as though it's, it's come together for you
1: 100 percent um there's n- there's no better place to box than than at the echo arena in front of your home crowd um I took a few over to Dubai it'd yeah, have been different out there but looking at the crowd in in Dubai. On, on the night that we were meant to box, it was full of Filipinos. So this time we're getting full of Scousers and full of people from Ellsmore as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. The atmosphere mm. that generates. British boxing at the moment really does seem to be on the up. I mean, there was a yeah. card in Newcastle last weekend that really kind of took off and it feels as though Liverpool is a fight city as well. And
1: 100%. I think, I, I know he travels well. I'm not daft. I know he's been over here before. I know he's won over here a couple of times before. Um, but there's there's no arena, quite like it than the Echo arena when that gets bouncing, especially on the 22nd.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. We're going to talk a bit about football and the Reds as well. Big Liverpool fan yourself. I mean, what have you made of it this season?
1: Brilliant, mate. We're brilliant. Um, What a season. Uh, To be, I think it was 14 points behind City and now to close the gap within one, flying in the Champions League, which we always seem to do. We're we're a very good Champions League side. Uh, We're very good in Europe. Um, whoever we draw in Europe I-, I fancy us over the two legs and then your finals are a flip of a coin really isn't it because it's going to be two great teams Um made up we won the Carabao Cup uh, because he doesn't seem to want to care about it but he seems to put all his eggs in the Champions League or the Premier League so made up we won that he seems to be going for everything this season we're FA Cup semi-final I know we've got City but if we pull through that and we're in a right good chance of winning that as well. So, right good season for us, and I'm looking forward to, to the finishing line for it.
0: As you say, it seems to be different this season. The the depth of the squad, the, obviously, unlike City, Liverpool, of course, going up against, who kind of seem to click their fingers and be able to yeah. bring in a squad full of players, mm. it's taken, what, five, six... It seven has. years for, for Klopp to build, but now it feels as though, much like I said, you yourself have kind of getting to that, that stage of your career of wanting to have a, a legacy and, and become a world champion. Yeah, I
1: think over the last couple of years, well, certainly since Jotters came in, um, our front three was just the same front three every week. And it was getting run into the ground Salah, Mane, Firmino. Um, now and again, you'd, you'd have to bring a Rigi in, um, Oxford sometimes slot in there, but it was. The same free constantly. Now we've got the rotation. The middle of the park solid as well, and um, we've got good rotation in the middle of the park. Van Dyke looks like he's he's having a jog each week, don't he? he? He he doesn't break sweat, um. So we are we're flying at the moment, and it's it's a, what a time to be red.
0: from from an athlete's perspective. I know it's it's different. You go in a ring and you're you punching each other in the head, but that relentless nature mm. of—I mean, Jurgen Klopp's spoken about it, hasn't he, a number of times? And they're bringing five subs into the Premier League, but yeah. for ten months they're going at it for yeah. the whole time. I mean, even when they have breaks, it's a World Cup, it's a Euro, right, it's yeah. another Daft competition that's mm. been invented to just keep the players playing. Yeah, how much does how much credit does the squad deserve for that respect, especially given the, the lack of injuries they seem to pick up?
1: Yeah, um, obviously. The, the amount of games that we're playing uh, the amount of training that they have to do and footballers are probably not as strict as us with their diet because we have to like calorie count and I suppose they do but they're probably getting more but it's it's a 24/7 job that that we have to do what they have to do. Um, they're out training every single day and they won't be short little sessions they'll be hard intense sessions. Um, and sometimes we're playing three times a week, twice a week. Obviously, with every competition that we're in at the moment, it must be difficult. So the rotation, as we've seen Tuesday night, um, he rotated a couple in there. So I'm sure he'll rotate again Sunday against City.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, what about the, the quadruple then? I'm going to say I'm going to put the word out there. It seems to linger around yeah. every conversation. I've at been the moment. saying
1: I've been saying <laughs> to all the Blues. I've been saying to all the Blues we're winning that quadruple. Could be
0: a mad season though, couldn't it? Quadruple for down, Liverpool? Aren't they? Yeah.
1: Count that as a fifth cup, don't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, now no, they're, they're having a bad season, but it makes it even better that we're, we're in every single competition and we've already got one in the bag,
0: yeah. And I suppose when you when you look at it, it's realistic, it's not just it is. I mean, we're not in February going, oh, yeah, quadruple and the, the knockout stage of the Champions League are yet to start. I mean, an advantage in the first leg of the quarter final. I mean, yep. look at Villarreal beating Bayern Munich as well, I suppose obviously it's the winner of that that Liverpool face. It's that kind of gives a, a different complexion to, to that it tie.
1: It does. It, when you were looking at that, that um, draw, you were looking at Bayern Munich in, yep. in the semis, weren't we? Um, now it's a toss of a coin. I know Bayern can go anywhere and I think they're at home second leg, aren't they? So yeah. we still p- potentially get them. But uh, listen, we had Bayern a few years ago and we put them out. Um, on our day, there's no one that can beat us, and on, on over two legs, uh, I think other than Atletico. I don't think we've been beat over two legs in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, so I'm more than confident. Doesn't matter who we pull, any team. Um, I fancy us to do the job.
0: And I suppose when you look at it, I mean, without wanting to get too carried away, make it through to the final. Final likely to to be as it, as it stands at the moment between either Man City one off obviously you know the rivalry yeah. that's building there but Real Madrid of course there's a score yeah. to settle there
1: right I know yeah <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting Real Madrid especially from from the final we played against them a few years back uh, obviously what happened was Salah um, so it'd be nice to get revenge on them but it'd be nice to 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 beat City as well obviously we've, we've got six. They've got none at the moment and that's their big one and they're dying they're dying to win that. They, they'd rather that than the Premier League at the moment. Um, and Pep needs it. Pep needs it big time. Um, we don't need it, but we want it.
0: What's your take on that then, going the other way? Last time, the Reds won the, the Premier League, of course, mm. the fans weren't able to be there. Yeah. That's sure. the one, isn't
1: it? That is the one. I think it'd be nice for, for the fans to be in the ground, for us to lift the Premier League. Um it was a bit of a shame. Last time, I know everyone gathered outside the ground, but it's not the same as it them, them being in the stadium and and everyone everyone bouncing in there. Imagine the cop the the day we win the prem, it'd be it'd be some scene like.
0: How big do you think that's going to be? You spoke your own fight the the, the home crowd. I mean, mm. Anfield we know synonymous with yeah. great European nights and everything. But even as this title race goes on, that's going to be a, a, a huge factor for Liverpool, no? One hundred
1: percent. I remember. I can't, I think it was 2014. Yeah. I think we were it looked like we were going to win the league. Um I paid good money for a ticket for Liverpool City. Uh we were 2-2 and Coutinho scored late on. Made the place erupt. i have never seen an atmosphere like it in my life. Um and it looked like we were going to win it then. So you can imagine what it'd be like if if we actually lifted that.
0: That was League before title. the main stand as well, wasn't it? But the, the grounding, yeah. how it's been developed as yeah. well, though,
1: exactly. is keeping
0: that atmosphere
1: in. 100%, yeah. I think I think we're, we're having another extension on. So I think we're just going from strength to strength and exactly how the team is as well.
0: What about the man Luis Diaz then, since he's arrived? Unbelievable
1: player, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Unbelievable. He, like, I'm surprised how well he's he's fitted in uh, because Jürgen normally gives him four or five months plays Amir there, Carabao Cup, FA Cup now and again, now and again in the league. I remember Andy Robbo, he, I think he played against Wolves, he got man of the match, he, he sat him out for about two months afterwards. Um, but Diaz has come in and he's been a breath of fresh air. What a player, he just glides past people, he makes everything look easy. Same
0: happened with also. He, Fabinho as well, wasn't it? Fabinho didn't in, see him, yeah. yeah, yeah we, played, didn't, didn't. we
1: didn't see him for a while and then he came in and everyone was raving about him.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Back to to your fight and kind of the card as well I mean yourself won the last seven fights and you were talking before about how when you won the the Bantamweight Mm -hmm. World title before you never really got quite to defend it do you feel coming into this you're in the best shape that you've been in been able to build that consistency?
1: Yeah to be honest with you um, I remember halfway halfway through camp probably six weeks out from Dubai, when I was, met, I I didn't feel great at all. I felt like I, my sparring weren't great, and um, my bag work weren't great. I just I didn't feel normal. And then the last three weeks of camp, I felt unbelievable. I felt I was in the best best shape. I was in the best place. Um, unfortunately, the fight didn't happen. And then it feels like I've had Christmas off, and I've just gone from where I left off right into camp because we were just ticking over over Christmas, I didn't do too much. You've got to give your body time to replenish, rebuild and and go again. You can't always be at 100%. Um, So, let my body reset and and we went again. And as soon as I stepped in the gym, I felt bang on right the way through camp. I haven't had no... I've had a few bad rounds in sparring, as everyone does, a few black eyes here and there, but I've had some tough, tough sparring, but... It's the best i felt. Honestly, it's the best I've felt. Um, game plan-wise, I feel like I'm sticking to a game plan a lot more than what I was previously, before the December bout was made. Um, so it's something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to actually going in there, sticking to a game plan and executing that game plan.
0: I suppose it's always one of those things that when you speak to the boxer, it's an easy thing to, to trot out. I feel the best, but I suppose yeah. part of that as well though. Is as your career goes on, and the longer you're a professional, as you say, over eleven years now, yeah. you begin going in camps. What you want better?
1: One hundred percent. So, like I think throughout the years, I've, I've struggled a few times, and it's been noted that I failed weight. But there's always been a reason why I failed weight. Um, Rodriguez I had four weeks' notice. No one knew that. I had four weeks' notice to try and lose nearly two stone. And that was a struggle yeah I struggled um, myself
0: with that kind of thing st-
1: proper, <laughs> that was a proper struggle and I, and I did try and everyone I came off Twitter for years for that because I just got stick for it yeah. but no one really sees what goes in and nowadays I seem to make the weight a lot a lot lot easier than what I used to because as, you, as you're going through your career you try different diets and you, you see different dietitians different nutritionists and they try a different way and the way I do it now is just it's the best way I've ever done it Um I used to no carbs to fight week and I'd struggle with three or four days out now I'm carving I'm carving right the way up to me fight but just gradually bringing it down Um plenty of water so I'm constantly sweating and the day I go in to make me wait the day before the weigh in I've got plenty of water in me and it just falls out of me and I'm done within 45 minutes so there's no there's no tension no no hard work going into my body and the day before the weigh-in or the all fight week even.
0: You can say that's one of the most disciplined things about boxing, isn't it? Of that need to make weight, and I suppose as the yeah. years go on, it can be harder to shift the weight, but yeah. equally, you are more attuned to knowing where you need to be at.
1: Yeah, I think I think if you if you regularly doing it and you're not too far over your weight, um, then your body will allow you to to bring the weight down. But I think if you if you constantly Going up and down, up and down. Like look at Ricky Arn for years and years and years. He'd go three stone overweight, um, and it just shortened his career. Eventually, it shortened his career. I know, he, I know, he was constantly in tough fights, but it, it doesn't help in the long run. Um, I try now. I'll try and sit around just over a stone, just over a stone and a half, um, around above my weight. Want to get into training. Uh, the diet won't start too much once I'm in the gym, but and then I'll start sitting around a stone overweight. So when the weight cut starts, I've, I've probably got a stone to lose, which isn't as bad as what I have done over the years, which I, I touched on was two stone for Rodriguez, was nearly two stone anyway. In four weeks, it was almost impossible for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. What's what's the selling point then for people listening to this? Is is there a grudge to this fight? As you say, maybe a bit of disappointment that it didn't happen in December, but equally, I suppose, chance to see a, a hometown boy become a world champion.
1: One hundred percent. I don't think there's any grudge there. I just think I just think it was ratish what he done out in out in Dubai. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. I think if you have followed the story, I think you'll you'll know his sister's a big big YouTuber. And she YouTubes everything what what he puts out. Um, So the day we were meant to box, they were live on YouTube in the hotel room in Dubai. And his coachman is an actual doctor. And he's behind Casemiro. As Casemiro's talking to the camera, his doctor's behind him. And his doctor doesn't know he's in the camera. And he says to someone who's not in the picture... um, can you get me the doctor's name? Cause I need to. I need to tell him what to put on the doctor's report, on, on the on the medical report, because that's the report they needed to send to the WBO within ten days, so he wouldn't be stripped. So we all knew he weren't ill. We all knew it was just a an easy. Well, I wouldn't say an easy way it. out. He just he just couldn't make weight, and everyone that was there in Dubai knew he couldn't make weight. It was only me in Dubai that was saying. He'll make weight. He'll make weight, and that was just me having the mentality that the champion will make weight. He'll want to defend this title. Um, everyone, and I mean everyone, out in Dubai said no, he won't make weight. So there's there's that bitterness there from me that he's pulled a fast one. He's he's got one over on us there, and that's what I want to get back. You
0: can say it adds
1: to not just wanting the world yeah. title, but wanting to. It's just give him yeah. One. It's just the the way he's got out of it, and apparently he was. He was being sick at like half one in the morning out in Dubai, the night before the weigh in. Um, and that was because partly the doctor said because he was sh- struggling that much and put his body under that much intensity to try and make weight that he just started being sick, apparently.
0: You said about the game plan before as well, and I suppose you, you have to build up to this. He knows you've got his number as well, does he?
1: Um. To be honest with you, I've been watching, obviously, what his sister posts out on his YouTube um, and I honestly think he he thinks it's going to be an easy night. I think he's just, he thinks he's just got to make way to come over, do a job and he's looking at the winner of a new end on air. I, by watching the pads and stuff that he's doing, I don't think he's going through any game plan. Uh, I think he's just going to turn up and I think he he thinks he, he can just turn up and win. Uh, We've got other other plans of that Um, um listen I, I know we can bang I'm not, I'm not stupid I, I'm a boxing coach myself I train the amateurs in, in the amateur gym where I grew up Um, I know I'll have to stand there with him at parts in that fight and I'm going to have to trade but there'll be times where he'll be chasing and he'll be frustrated as well so our game plan will, will work in times and I'm sure this will at times but that's where I've got to be patient and I've got to be clever
0: 2014 was when you were IBF World Champion. So yeah. eight years ago, what you would have been 25 then, yeah, 33 25. now. I mean, you feel as though you're in a better place with that. But how much validity to you for for your career as well would be becoming a two-time World Champion be?
1: Massive, massive. Um, I think back when I won it in 2015, was it 15? 14. Yeah. 14. Uh, I think everything was a bit of a rush then. I think I won the British title. I won the Commonwealth title. Intercontinental titles came, Stewie Hall won the world title and then bang, it got put on me. Would you box Stewie all? It was only my 16th fight. Um, and I think part of the reason of me going back down was because I was never a bantamweight to start with and because I'd only had 16 fights, I was still a baby in the sport. Um, and like I say, everything was madly rushed for me. I probably wasn't ready at that time to stay at that level. Um I'd have probably... If Stewie Hall wouldn't have won that world title, I probably wouldn't have boxed for a world yeah. title probably till about 20 bouts. Um, but because Stewie Hall won that title, he was an ex-sparring partner of mine, uh, we went for it and we took it with both hands. But I think if he didn't, I think I'd have had, a, had, a bit of a, I'd have had about another four or five fights and then we'd have pushed on for a world title. So I think everything was crash-bang-wallet back then. And I think now, I think... I've actually matured into a, a proper band some weight. I've actually got a game plan going into this fight. I never used to have game plans back with an old coach. Um, this time, I think everything will be a little bit different.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Just elsewhere on the, the card, Rocky Fielding's also on it, and Sam Maxwell as well, fighting for IBO super lightweight title that's recently yeah. been added to the card as well. It, it does look as though it's a, a great bill. obviously, yourself yeah. headlining it.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a great build. Um Obviously, you've got Peter McGrail as well that does, does good numbers. Um, classy fighter, and Olympian uh, from this city. So, it is. It's a great card. Nice to see Rocky back. Uh, I know he boxed out in Dubai in November, I think, but nice to have him back here at the Echo. Jazza, nice to see him back out as well. Um, coming off a loss, so hopefully he can push on, get a win, and he'll be back in the title contention.
0: Great stuff, right? We're going to do a, a quick little quick fire thing before we go. But before that, I want to pin you down on, on the Reds. In on. for four, how many are they going to win?
1: Three.
0: Three, yeah. Which one? They obviously got the Carabao. Yeah. Which Which of the two are you going with them?
1: Champions League and Prem.
0: Oh, what a trouble that would be. Yeah. What a trouble. Obviously, give chance. I suppose they've got to land either the Premier League or, or uh, Champions League, really, for that open top bus parade that yeah. the fans are so thirsty for.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, how good would it be with uh, two, three, four cups on, on that bus? It'd be, well, everyone's seen how many turned out for the Champions League yeah. a few years back, so imagine it with uh, two, three or four cups.
0: Yeah, that would be some sighting. Well done for not, for not mm. ducking the question and, and going straight for it. Right, quick fire ones and I want to get into, uh, of the current Liverpool squad, who in theirs would be the best uh, sparring partner, do you think?
1: Uh, Thiago because he's about my size
0: (laughs) (laughs) most explosive do you think
1: in our team yep Uh, Canate
0: Canate yeah what about big strong best cornerman this can be off the coaching stuff as well if you want But
1: best cornerman yeah Uh, probably Robbo you know Scottish (laughs) he'd have that fire in his belly wouldn't he I think I think he'd go down well, yeah.
0: And uh, biggest showman.
1: Biggest showman. Ooh. I don't know, tough one that.
0: That's Bobby. Good. Yeah, yeah, Bobby. Bobby yeah, that's a yeah, good shout. Go actually, I was thinking
1: a little dancing. Yeah, I was thinking, that, yeah, I was thinking man, maybe Trent
0: or even yeah. yeah, Luis Diaz was dancing, wasn't he, the other day yeah, with, yeah, with Fabinho true. as well. Yeah, yeah no, Bobby so. Firmino, good one with that. And uh, past or present footballer you'd most like to have have a scrap with.
1: Gary Neville. (laughs) Gary Neville,
0: yeah. (laughs) That is a brilliant answer, Paul. Brilliant place to finish it as well. Thanks for joining us for this special episode of the Blood Red Podcast. Of course, make sure you check out the details for Paul's fight the 22nd of April at the M&S Bank Arena. Head to the website for more ticket information. There'll also be a link in the description. But for myself, Guy Clark and Paul Butler, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.